Welcome back. It's the Brady Farkas Show right here on WDEV AM and FM and WDEVradio.com. Getting ready for Patriots Chargers and when the Patriots desperately need to keep any fleeting playoff hopes alive as they look to get back to 500. The guy to break it down all with us, but all and also answer a lot of other questions that I have right now is Eric Eager from Pro Football Focus. Eric, I'm going to start with this. I know you don't do everything by yourself at the company, but I need you to defend your people on a couple of different fronts. In a league with Dalvin Cook, PFF has Damian Harris, the highest-graded running back in the league. How is this possible? I mean, Dalvin Cook actually hasn't been that effective relatively recently, right? When you look at uh, – I, I think my friend Ben Baldwin tweeted this out. The in the the in you know, Dalvin Cook got NFC Offensive Player of the Month. Um, in three of the games during the month, he he the Vikings lost six or more expected points on his runs. Um, so you you watch the Chicago game, you watch last week's game, um, very much um, a, you know a, an ineffective run game. Um, and while Cook is great, uh, you know Damian Harris has you know been about as good. And and you know if you know when when you look at sort of like the blocking up front, he's been better even than you know sort of you would expect expect there. You know, the other thing I got to ask you to defend is that Pro Football Focus put out its fifty, its top 50 free agents and their predictions. I'm usually not one for lists in any form, but this one caught my eye. You guys have Cam Newton going to the Bengals and Ryan Fitzpatrick coming to the Patriots. So I guess let me ask you first about Fitz. Do you think in 2021 Fitz would be a fit in New England? Yeah, I think, I mean, don't you think that it, it would probably be in conjunction with drafting a quarterback? And I think that that might be difficult to accomplish with a quarterback of the ilk of, let's say, um, you know, let's say Cam Newton or, you know, somebody better. I think if the Patriots were to draft a quarterback, they probably would want Fitzpatrick in there, um, you know, to sort of, uh, you know, you know, uh, bridge the gap, uh, so to speak. You know, Fitz, you guys had listed at a ten-year or a ten-million-dollar contract, one-year, ten million. You had Cam going to Bengals, one-year, twenty million. Is Cam that much better than Fitz? Like, I look at Fitz and say, yes, he's older, but he's still a tough-minded runner. He's still a good team leader, and he's a far better thrower of the football than Cam. Is he ten million dollars worse than Cam on the open market? I think so. Well, I, you know, the the thing about it is, is we're looking at Cam Newton from the we're looking at Cam Newton sort of from the perspective of, you know, this is about as good as he's going to be. And that's how we're also looking at Fitzpatrick. But Fitzpatrick has actually played a lot better than, you know, uh, his, his norm historically uh, over the past, you know, two, three years. So, you know, I think when you combine age, you combine things like that. I, I do think, um, you know, that he, uh, you know, that, that Cam does represent a little bit better. I'm actually amazed at where Cam was on this list. He was ranked the 15th best free agent in the upcoming offseason. He was ahead of Jameis Winston, which really surprised me. Yeah. Well, you know, Jameis Winston sort of the, I think the issue now is like you do have to respect the marketplace and the marketplace has, has made uh, Jameis a backup here, um, which it hasn't done for some other quarterbacks, including Cam. What would be the motivation for Cam to go to the Bengals? Are people – I haven't been paying too much attention to the Bengals. Are people worried that Burrow won't be ready for the season next year and that would give Cam an opportunity to start? Because what would his motivation be to go to Cincinnati? I think that that's it, actually. I think that when you look at um, – when, when you look at uh, Burrow, you know, some of the issues might be that he's not ready to play. There's also 
like as encouraging as he's been, there's arm strength. There's a number of issues I think with Burrow that people have, but I think chief among them is just his his injury history and the fact that Cam could be sort of another bridge, either to you know finding out whether or not Burrow's healthy or um, you know uh, actually filling in for him during one season. Eric Eager, Pro Football Focus, with us here on the Brady Farkas Show, WDEV, AM and FM, and WDEVradio.com. All right, now that I've hammered the list, and I'll continue to get back into it over the course of the show, I want to move to the game this week. I look at this game, and it's so interesting to me. The Chargers are 3-8, and eight, but they have exponentially better players than the Patriots at a lot of positions. Why are the Chargers this bad record-wise? Well, I think... I think a lot of it, what it is, is that, you know, they just struggle at basic strategies. So you look, and I was talking about this a second ago, um, you know, I think that Shane Steichen's done a really good job as their offense coordinator. I think that, um, you know, they they have a lot of talent, but, you know, they just, like, if you watch the end of that, the, the first half against Buffalo last week, like, they completely bungled the end of that game. And then, you know, if you bet on the Chargers, you know, plus the five and a half or whatever at the end of the game, you were, you really saw sort of how they bungled the end of the game down 10. Like they just uh, game after game after game just struggle. Like they're the guy at the end of the blackjack table that stays on a 14 against, you know, <laughs> that stays on a 14 and then, you know, hits on an 18 type of thing. Like they just, you know, it, it doesn't even matter how good their players are. They're simply unable to at times to get out of their own way. The guy who scares me the most, Joey Bosa, obviously on the defensive side, but Austin Eckler really, really worries me. Um, 25 touches last week when he came back. He had 11 catches. And the Patriots linebackers are so slow that I really worry about Austin Eckler getting the ball and getting in space. Is that a, a, a proper fear of mine? Yeah, I think so. He's he's one of the better you know running backs in the game of football. And you know he does it outside of the numbers through the pass game. He also is a very good runner. Uh, which I don't think people give him as much credit credit for. Um, he's going to be somebody that the that the Patriots struggle with, um, you know. And Herbert's done a really good job of playing under pressure this year. You were tweeting stuff about Justin Herbert today. It didn't look like his numbers were that good under pressure from a blitz standpoint. Should the Patriots be bringing the house this weekend? I think so. Yeah, I mean pre- his pressure statistics. He's averaging more yards per attempt when under pressure this year than when clean. So I, one of the things is is sort of like okay, either the scheme is giving him a lot of good things to throw to when he's under pressure, or he should be regressing to the mean at some point. Um, you know, in, in that way. So the, those are the. That was sort of the point of the tweet. But, yeah, the, the Patriots should be blitzing him. And I think that the fact that they can cover on the back end will, will really help them. Well, that's something we'll definitely be looking forward to. Stephon Gilmore against Stephon, or uh, Keenan Allen, rather, should be another very good matchup. Um, Bill Belichick's 8-0 since 2013 against rookie quarterbacks. Like, I don't know what it is, but rookie quarterbacks just don't beat him. So – I'm picking the Patriots to win. Skill player-wise would tell me I shouldn't be doing that, but I can't go against Belichick's history. I don't know what it is. Yeah, I like you said, if you grade the players out, it doesn't make a whole lot of sense to pick the Patriots. And I think that people have been betting into the Chargers, uh, much like they did in the playoffs of 2018. That game closes, I believe the Patriots were three and a half, four-point favorites, and they easily covered that. You know, it, it's just going to be one of those where Belichick is sort of this, like, uh, invisible hand here that does uh, a decent amount uh you know in the way of you know piecing things together more um you know sort of than the sum of the parts all right i'll get you out of here on this i was listening to greg cosell of nfl films yesterday and he said something really interesting it was in the context of kyler murray 
And he said that Kyler Murray's struggles are in part because he hasn't learned how to get his passing game and his running game to act independent of each other. Like they kind of need to act in, um, you know, in tandem for him to be good. He can't do one with, you know, one on its own. Has Cam, does he fall into the same category? Like in his career, has he been able to get by by relying on just his arm ever? Or has he always needed the uh, the run game there to supplement him in a big way? He's he's always needed the run game to supplement him in a in a significant way. Yeah, and and that is and that's something that um, you know is always going to be a problem because there's injury obviously associated with that. And we've even seen that you know this past year um, you know with with uh, Lamar Jackson. You know the, the the circle you have to square when things get tougher. Um, you know, on your running game is that you have to be an accurate passer. And that's always been like the sort of downfall with some of, of these athletic quarterbacks who are good enough passers to be good, uh, but not necessarily good enough passers to overcome other other things being bad. Eric, I lied. I want to get you out of here on one more question. I'm going to go back to Fitz, the idea of Fitz in New England. And I was talking about this a bit ago. Fitz is used to throwing to not a lot of great weapons, right? Did it in Miami last year. He's done it with the Buffalo Jets at times. The Patriots, I don't project to have great weapons again next year. I think a Fitz-led Patriots team would be a lot of fun on offense. I think he would be able to overcome that to a degree because of his willingness to just throw it all around the yard. Do you agree with me there? Yeah, I think so. Yeah, I think that that's a, a very fair point. And, you know, the you know, I the the Jacoby Myers, I mean, he's a, been a top 10 receiver since he's played. I know last week was a little bit rough for the entire passing game. Um, but, you know, Bird and him have been good receivers. And I think that, you know, that's a you know, that's a, a fairly good place to start. Now they need a tight end to come around. I think Bill Belichick's insistence that his tight ends be, uh, you know, uh, already made players is a problem. But other than that, you know, he should be, you know, yeah, they have a good, they, their weapons demise has been extremely exaggerated. Hmm. Well, Eric Eager, Pro Football Focus, with us every single week here on the Brady Farkas Show. You can check his work out on, uh, and all the work at Pro Football Focus. It's really, really great and addicting, PFF. Dot com. You can check him out on Twitter as well. So all the data analysis, fantasy stuff, gambling, all the things you need there. Eric, man, we appreciate it. We'll talk to you next week. Thanks for having me.